Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. First, I want to say, if you like my videos, please don't only share them, but also rate and review them as well. Um, Share them with people, uh, just all that stuff so we can get more exposure um, and create a larger platform. What I want to talk to you guys about today, I just woke up, okay? Just woke up, brushed my teeth, I was reading the Bible, I'm about to go to church, then the gym, and... I read Mark chapter one and something hit me and I wanted to share it with you guys because a lot of you guys feel like I feel at times when it's like, man, I come to God, I come to Christ and it just seems like things get difficult over time. It just gets more hard and it just seems like, why am I being tested? Why am I going through this storm? Why am, why am I having to deal with this specific situation, deal with this hurt and this pain? As a Christian, it's not fair. And then we start to have the why me's. Then we compare ourselves to other people. But listen to this. I want to encourage you today. If that's you and you feel like you are just struggling and you feel like you've come to God and things seem to get worse and not better. And you're wondering why God isn't there. You're wondering why he isn't showing up in the middle of your mess. Let's go to Mark chapter one, verse nine. At the time Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan, just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove and a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased at once. The spirit sent him out into the wilderness And he was in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. Now, Jesus, the son of God, the person whom we are to emulate and follow, right? The one who we are supposed to look at and say, okay, these are the, the, this is the path that is set out for me. The path that Jesus walked, not necessarily literally, right? Because that was a long time ago. He was in, you know, a different area, all that stuff. But the path of, of, of struggling, the path of, of victory, getting from glory to glory, learning how to shed this old nature, shed this old mindset and become the woman or man that God has called you to be, we're following his path. We know it's not going to be easy, but look at this. Jesus got baptized, right? Just like you got baptized, just like you said yes to God. Maybe you didn't physically get baptized in water, which is just an outward declaration of your faith, but you said yes to God. You said yes to Jesus Christ. In your heart, you said, okay, God, I will follow you. If this is, if this is the way, if this is the truth, okay, I'm down. Like, just show me, speak to me. I give you my life. I give you all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I follow you, okay? If you did that, if you made that declaration of faith in your heart, Jesus acknowledged acknowledged it. God acknowledges it. And so you have become a son or daughter. And so now you have to walk out this path. You have to, the Bible says that the old is dead and gone. The new has come, right? But if the old is dead and gone and the new has come, that means 
that we have to learn how to walk in the new. That's what it means. Let's say if if someone was born without limbs and they got prosthetics as they got older, the, the old is gone. Not having those limbs, it's gone. The new has come. You have these prosthetic legs. You have these prosthetic arms, but it, you don't necessarily know how to walk in that yet. You are struggling to learn how to stand, how to walk, how to sit, how to run, how to, how to use those, those, those new hands that you got. So the new has come, but you have to learn how to operate in that new. You have to learn how to, how to work that, that, that new being that God has created you to be. You have to learn how to, how to, uh, uh, operate that mind of Christ that he has given you, that new mindset, um, the new heart that God has given you. You have to learn how to walk in the spirit because you were always so used to walking in the flesh. So when the enemy comes and tells you, Hey, the old isn't gone. You're still the same old person. Just because you gave your life to Christ. Look, you're still the same person. So that's a bunch of crap, right? That's what the enemy tells us, but that's not true. Just because you don't know how to operate in that new function yet does not mean that the new hasn't come. So that is something that you always have to remember. So when Jesus was baptized and this voice says, you are my son whom I love and I am well pleased. Let me tell you something. God says the same thing about you. I'm not just making that up to feel, to, to make you feel good. Not at all. That's not my aim. My aim is not to make you feel good. My aim is to share the gospel. And sometimes it's difficult and sometimes it's, it's wonderful, right? But sometimes we have to really just lean into the word of God, understand the word of God for ourselves. Don't just listen to me, open up the Bible for yourself. And so when God says that, you know, you are my son whom I am well pleased, he literally also says that to us. He says that to us. Jesus tells each of his disciples, if you read the Bible, he, he, he encourages them. He tells them that he loves them. The fact that they left their boats, they left their old jobs, they left that old way of living and they just started following God. They just started following Jesus Christ. Jesus affirmed them. Jesus told them, I love you. Jesus uh, 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 equipped them, showing them how to walk in that newness that God has given them. Jesus walked with them for three years. Three years, Jesus walked with the disciples. Were they perfect after three years? No, they weren't, but they kept moving forward. They, they remembered the teachings of Jesus. When they fell, they got back up. So Jesus himself, it says at once, verse 12, at once the spirit sent him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. So the moment Jesus got baptized, God is like, okay, I'm putting you to work. God isn't trying to just use Jesus and throw him away. God isn't trying to just make Jesus's life miserable, but God is like, okay, I need for you to walk in the plan that I have for you. The plan isn't, come on, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11, the plan isn't to hurt or harm you, 
right? But it's to give you a hope and a future. It's to build you up and to make you stronger and better. It's to help you to learn how to walk in this newness that I've given you. So Jesus was immediately sent to the wilderness and tempted by the devil. So immediately Jesus was being tested. God had him. God loved him. But Jesus was human, just like, a, just like us, and he had a choice. So when you say yes to God and you are, are sent into the wilderness, when you are sent into the workplace, when you're sent back to your family, after you leave church and you feel good and all that stuff, you got to get back in your car and deal with the reality of your situation, that heartache of a fresh breakup, the, the remembering of old, the old lifestyle that used to be so much fun and now you feel so lonely, right? You have to walk into your wilderness and you're going to be tempted. Jesus was not without temptation and neither will you be? So you will be tempted just as Jesus is tempted. Those things will happen, but you have the power to overcome temptation. It does not mean that you will uh, uh, get an A plus in the trial and test of temptation every time. Not at all, but you will learn and you will grow. God wants you to grow in the newness that he's given you. How do you become that amazing woman of God that, that, that you glean from? That man of God who you're just like, man, I want to be more like him. Of course we want to be more like Jesus. That's the goal. But we look at men and women of God around us who are, who have walked ahead of us, who are further than us. And we go, man, I want to be more like that. I want to grow so that I can act like that in the face of temptation and turbulation, right? in, in uh, turbulent times, they went through testing. They failed. They got back up. They got stronger. They got wiser. And that is what you have to go through, my friend. That is what you have to grow through. You, you want to be healed of a certain mindset. You want to stop feeling a certain negative way about a situation that you're going through. You want to get out of this vicious cycle that you're just going through over and over again. Let me tell you something. You are being tested, but a lot of times what people do is they just give up and they sit in the middle of their test, pins down. They don't even do anything. They just sit. That's not conquering the test. Conquering the test is not sitting and doing nothing or doing the bare minimum and hoping you get by. Conquering the test is putting the Bible to action in your life. What does the Bible say that I should do in this moment? What is that thing that I know I should do in this moment? I should walk away. I should, I should try really hard and put on that full armor of God. That means I really need to believe that I am saved. Know that I am in right standing with God in spite of how I feel, in spite of the situation. Know that God's got me. So I'm going to walk with my head held high, my chest sticking up, and I'm going to walk as the child of God that God has called me to be. I'm going to trust that God's got my back because 
I am faithful. I am being faithful. I am trying my best. And even when I fail, he loves me unconditionally. But that does not give me a right. That does not give me a pass to sin and just sit on my hands and do nothing. I got to fight the good fight of faith. I got to fight. I have to read my Bible. I have to go to church. I have to worship God. I have to learn how to hold my tongue and not curse. I have to learn how to forgive and, 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 and love people even when they hurt me. I have to learn what healthy boundaries are so that people aren't always consistently walking over me. Not at all. God doesn't say we have to be a doormat. I have to learn healthy boundaries, learn how to love like Jesus. And I have to learn how to be obedient. I have to learn how to keep moving forward when it seems like all hope is lost and things are stagnant. I have to learn how to hold on to hope when it seems that my situation is hopeless. You will be tested. But let me tell you something. Just like Jesus, angels are always on standby. Always. They are there to help you, to encourage you, and to lift you up. When you're getting tired and you're just like, man, I don't, I don't know if I can keep getting up and doing this. I'm getting tired. I feel like I'm getting beat up. You need to exercise your angels. You need to activate your angels. Literally. You need to, let me tell you something. When I'm going through it, I'm just like, God, this is getting difficult. My flesh is winning. I'm, I'm feeling tired. I don't know what else to do. I feel like I can't even get up and worship you right now. I know I can, but I just feel so beat up. Angels that have been assigned to me, man, angels that aren't even assigned to me, I need you. Give me that courage. Give me that that boost. Give me that push. Help me in my time of need. And that's what angels are there for. They are ministering angels to be dispatched for your benefit. And they'll give, they will whisper these scriptures to you. Have you ever listened to those little motivational workout, um, little, uh, things on like Spotify, right? When I'm running, I will listen to that. And so it's not always music. It's just like, encouragement and I'm running and I'm, I'm trying to go further. I'm trying to go faster and I'm listening to these, these encouraging, uh, uh, videos. And they're just like, you know, it's different people just saying different things. Like you want to go further, you want to go harder, but your body's telling you to stop, but your mind is telling you to keep going forward. You think you want to win. If you want to win, you got to push, you got to push past the pain. You got to push past the tears. You got to push past all of the anxiety and worry. Do you think that it's going to be handed to you easily? No, it's not. You got to push. That's what separates the people who fall away from the people who get to their goal, to their finish line. You want that promise. You got to push, right? And that's what God is telling you to do. That's what angels are there to tell you to do, right? And so in the midst of your mess, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of feeling a certain kind of way, you will have this thought that comes to your mind. This bit of encouragement in your heart, this quick boost, as minute as it may be, that says, get up. You can do this. But you have to listen to that still, quiet voice. It's not always loud. It's not always like these running videos I listen to. Shoot, if you wanna turn on one of those, listen to it. 
If that's what you need, you know, it encourages you not only in working out, but even in following God. You need to listen to those voices. And when you hear that voice that says, get up, spend time with me. It's being obedient in those small things. Being obedient. You want greater, you want better for your life. It's being obedient to those small things daily. And then you look back and you go, I've been obedient. And you begin to see victory after victory, wisdom being downloaded. And, and, and you're just like, man, I got the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. You want victory over your struggle. It's being obedient in the small things. I didn't get to this place of, 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 of where I am in my walk with God, walking away from homosexuality by being lazy. There's been times and seasons in my life where I've just been lazy. And guess what happens? Nothing. I don't grow. I don't get wiser. I don't get out of my mess. Nothing happens. And many people are there right now. At some point in time, we have to say enough is enough. God has given me this newness. And I need to learn how to operate in it. Come on, guys. Being obedient in the small things. You're saying, God, I, I'm struggling with homosexuality and I want to be married. I want to have kids. I want all of this stuff. Guess what? You need to be obedient, baby girl, in the small things. God changed the way I think about men, my mindset towards men, because it was through my obedience in the small things. And then over time, my mindset began to change. It wasn't always, not, not, not everything in your life is a, uh, just a miracle moment. I've had miracle moments where one moment I'm doing this thing, I'm enjoying this thing, next moment God took it away and I don't have a taste for it anymore. But a lot of the stuff, it's following the path of God being obedient and you will see him undoing that ugly nasty web that we spent years sewing getting tangled up in wrong thinking wrong belief systems and god's like i want to untangle this but you have to be obedient in the small things you got to work with me you have to do your part you have to run your race and running your race is you exercising your endurance. You're going to be tired. You're going to want to give up. But guess what? When you keep working out, it gets easier. But then there's always levels of training that's more difficult. But what, you, but what you've learned in the past, it puts into your mind that, hey, I got it. I did this before. I know how this goes. It's going to be hard. But I got it because I had it before. I had it before. I see how God has brought me from place to place. I see how God has brought me to a place of clarity, understanding, and just shedding away these cloaks that have weighed me down while I was trying to run. But it's through obedience. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Please, if you want to donate to this ministry, go to my website, www.loveofthecross.com. 
I minister to people around the world uh, free of charge and and um, because I want to be that person that I needed. I want to be able to help people and I don't want to I don't want to ever charge anyone for my help. I don't want to do that. So I give myself freely to people. I make myself available to those who contact me and want to chat via Zoom. And I, 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 I give them this one-on-one, okay? I listen to their story. And if you want to sow a seed into that, not only um, if I have helped you and you're just like, man, let me, let me sow a seed into this ministry. But if you want to be a part of helping other people find this freedom, Come on, because there's other people out there who's just like, I need help. God, bring me someone. Bring me someone who will, who, who's walked this path before and who can help me. If you want to be a part of that type of ministry, of setting people free from, from, from the mindset of the enemy that he's crafted so well, if you want to be a part of a ministry that is helping the father walking alongside the father to set people free from homosexuality then please sow into this ministry also share these videos if you're checking us out on youtube um and we're also preparing for another conference pursue uh so i'm really excited about that so please sow, please give because the number one place that my uh videos are viewed the most it's on youtube so i love you guys thanks for tuning in to the victory is greater than the struggle it's an ex-lesbian podcast with myself your host jessica newsom see you next time